This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go here. <laughs> so, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are a part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. With me today, from KFOR here in Oklahoma City, Nikki K. Nikki, what's up? Good morning. What's going on, Andrew? Oh, it's a, it's a gloomy day here in Oklahoma City. It's been The weather's been cool, which is good, because my air conditioner went out on Saturday night. <laughs> Wow, the weather really taking into consideration. It is. That's right. That's God's protection over my family with uh, with the clouds. Uh, Nikki, we haven't talked in a while. First of all, Good I want to know how you're feeling that. about Kyle Singler at this very moment. You know what? I'm I I just seeing Kyle Singler on TMZ. Um, it made me. It made me feel. You know. It just made me smile. You, you got. I, I hope that Thunder fans are are appreciating him more and more by the, uh, the day. More more so for his uh, uniqueness than maybe what he brings to to the court necessarily. I think we might just need to hear from him more. Yes, his, his exactly. off is off the court stuff. Uh, I, I I completely because you know and, and Fred Katz talks about this too all, all the time. Like the, the conversations that he has with Kyle are very you know, entertaining and scintillating, I guess. So like, why don't we, why don't we hear more from Kyle? Give him a voice. He does himself a disservice from like staying out <laughs> of like any sort of media, anything, because like yes. you just hear the things about him float tanking. He's got the little baby man bun thing. You're like, man, that's a big weirdo. And yeah. <laughs> if he would just maybe get out there a little bit, I think that people might like him a little bit more, which is just a sentence I never thought I would say. I agree. And we want more tire flipping, right? Do you remember? <laughs> Wasn't that like a year ago? When <laughs> yes. <laughs> or tire handstands or whatever it was. I, we we did, never even figured out. Did you see his Instagram post? It was probably probably a couple months ago. And they were playing some game where it has like this little bitty trampoline with like a ball Oh, he was, that game's so fun. What game? What is that? What is it called? It, it's something spike, but people play it um, on the beach uh, all the time. Like at my my friends have it. It's a spike dude, ball. I'm gonna, yes, yes. Yeah. I think I'm gonna literally Google mini trampoline ball. Game. <laughs> okay, let's see what it comes up as. Uh, yeah, spike ball. Yeah, no, it's it's really fun and hard, but um, it's a, it's a good game. It was not a good look for for Kyle. I don't know. If, I don't know if you caught his Instagram story on it, but it's not not a good look for Kyle. He wasn't doing so hot. Um, oh man! But uh, okay. So moving on from Singler, yes. is there another player? I'm I'm interested to see if there's like an under the radar player for you this season because obviously you have Westbrook and Paul George and Stephen Adams. Who's like your under the radar favorite Thunder player? Oh, under the, are we talking favorite for just their off the court contribution? Favorite or? for any reason at all that you would like to use? 
Oh my gosh. This is okay. Well, I'm going to go with the players we know, not necessarily. I, I do think Raymond Felton will be a great addition in terms of, in terms of how he interacts with the media, because I do think he'll have, you know, he'll just be honest yeah. like all season long, which is going to be very nice. And, you know, maybe a little bit of a lens of clarity, but like in terms of just um, what, what we can appreciate from players on the roster right now. I mean, I, I always get a kick out of Ennis. I think yeah. that is a, you know, that's a, a go-to answer. Um, but I was, when I was listening to your guys' old pod and you, I know the question was brought up like, or not old pod, sorry, from Friday when you guys were talking about like who you think would be the best dancing partner for Russ. I think Alex Abrinas, like how fun would it be to see him shimmying alongside, you know, Russell, but I know that's a little off, off the track, but just thinking about guys who might, might add a little flavor to the team. Abrinas is my answer for that. Like he's, yes. he's yes. just so fun. He's confident and he's still, he's like 24, but he comes off as like very much like a kid, which is yeah. just great. And I hope, I hope we hear more from him too, right? Like, yeah. cause it, you know, like, and maybe he will be given a little bit more of a voice this upcoming season. I think, I think the team realizes what he can be for the franchise as well. Yeah. What? So the Thunder have made some changes, not only to the roster, obviously they've made massive roster changes, but you can kind of see the Thunder transforming as an organization. They've been doing more like cool social media stuff. They had obviously had that big thing at the Jones. Uh, What are your thoughts on like the, the transformation of the Thunder organization? I, I appreciate it. And I think it's, and you guys have been saying it for a long time. Like they, they need to get hip with it. Right. You know, and it's not necessarily that they weren't like trendy. It's just that they did things a certain way and there was no reason to go, you know, add the extra being like frivolous and all that, you know, but like, I think they realized that the attraction and reputation they have, especially in a small market like Oklahoma City. They're going to need to amp it up a little bit. So um, I I appreciate it. And even if the moves are a little bit out of character, out of step, maybe a little bit awkward, like it shows growth. And I think it can, um, especially like in this day where like social media carries everything so far, like it's going to help the franchise's standing, I think, in the long run. Yes, no question. I'd like to thank Chicken Express for sponsoring today's show. The August special is trade your large combo drink in for a smoothie for free. They've got great smoothies. They have strawberry, peach, mango, and strawberry banana. It's a great compliment to their chicken strips. I've had the peach. The peach is very good. I assume that the rest are very good as well. You can follow Chicken Express on Twitter at chicken e underscore OK. Go there for lunch or dinner. You can grab your combo meal, trade it in for a smoothie. It's a great, great value. Go check out Chicken Express today. Going back to the Paul George trade, what was your first reaction from it? I know that you had like a Victor Oladipo piece that you yeah. were doing <laughs> for that night. Um, but be, beyond the just like, oh my God, like this is just, yeah. how could this happen? Um, beyond that, what was your reaction uh, about I, the Paul George trade? Yeah, it's just kind of like, whoa, you know? And 
um, it was, it was exciting to me. Um, I was just, it was another impressive move by Sam Presti for me that I was just like, you know, kind of shaking your head in disbelief. And I mean, it's kind of hard to like hang a lot of, uh, I, I I agree with you first and foremost in that like this next season is going to be so much fun. Yes. But like you you can't really and and I do think it makes the Thunder like you know a very interesting uh, topic in the conversation of contenders in the West. Well, you know, a couple steps below Golden State, but like you know, it's I I just was more so um, impressed by Sam and what he's moving around for this team and trying to do to, you know, impress Russell Westbrook or have that win now mentality. So that to me was kind of like my initial, like just shaking, shaking my head and impressed, impressive uh, disbelief, I guess. Yeah. And I really like it. Like the more I think about it, I just think it was a move to just not be mediocre, like a, just a refusal to be mediocre. Cause this Thunder team, like they, you know, Victor Oladipo could have improved some and Sabonis could become like a starting caliber power forward at some point. But I just think it's just a general refusal to just not be mediocre. And this could be great. Like they could end up re-signing both Russ and Paul George and move forward with like this really great team, or they could both leave. And then like you just reset uh, I just think it's a it's just a really good opportunity for this team because once if they do have to reset then like the timeline is pretty good because you've got like the Spurs and you have the Rockets and obviously Golden State and then whatever's going to happen with Cleveland like you can just totally bypass those teams and become like a good team in like 5 years or something like that. So I I just love the approach. I just think it's it's a gutsy move but I think that it makes the most sense for where the Thunder are at. For sure. Now, like, obviously I wasn't in Oklahoma City when the Thunder first, you know, kind of started up or came to Oklahoma City. What was the, what was your mindset as a, like a fan of that young, like of a new franchise with, did you have expectations for how good they were going to be? Like, did, what, what was that like when, I mean, it's not necessarily a reset, right? But like, mm-hmm. walk me through what the general feeling towards a new team in OKC was. Yeah. Oh man. So we had had the Hornets before the thunder and I think everybody really enjoyed that. Like that was just kind of a cool thing. We knew that it wasn't long-term. There were a lot of people that wanted the thunder or wanted a local group to purchase that team uh, because the NBA had owned it and it was kind of, it was up for sale. Uh, then when the Sonics came available and we knew that Clay Bennett bought it, it was like a foregone conclusion that that that, that team was going to come here. And it was just, it was a novelty really the first couple years and the way you couldn't have written a better storyline for how this went because you had this awful team, but they had Kevin Durant and then they were able to get Westbrook and Serge Ibaka the next year and then draft James Harden the next year and then bang your 50 win team. Yeah, like that just doesn't happen. I think that there was just so much excitement and it was just building and it was like, oh, we have an NBA team. Cool. I'm going to buy tickets because it's just fun. Let's go watch Kobe play or let's go watch LeBron or let's I mean, it was just kind of a cool thing. But then when they became like a legitimate NBA squad, it was just I mean, it was crazy. It happened in three years. They won 50 games and took the Lakers to six games. 
And then it was all up from, I mean, it was, this is just unprecedented because like you look at teams like, like most teams are like, what happens to the Bobcats where like you draft a Mecca Okafor and you're like, oh man, we really suck. And there's no hope of like ever being good. And like, that's usually what happens. And it takes a long time for a franchise to get their footing, but they had a great GM and Sam Presti who really knew what he was doing. And they ended up drafting one of the best players of all time three years in a row like they drafted three hall of famers in a row i just i don't know yeah. what team has ever done that so i mean it was just it's like a storybook deal and obviously there were some bad things that happened with injuries and then durant leaving and everything but uh overall like as a thunder fan like we've been a very spoiled fan base and, and now like getting paul george it's like oh well, yeah of course like we should have all the best players here in okc um it's 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 been an interesting ride i yeah, and I mean, like, because it, it's interesting to hear. I, I appreciate that, like, your your perspective on how, you know, not necessarily lucky, but, like, how good of a, a ride it's been or started out as. Because, like, as, as a Lakers fan, you know, it feels like this reset button has been uh, held down for a little bit longer than, yeah. you know, <laughs> Lakers fans. Um, I know that the excitement surrounding the franchise now like is is something promising and it's fun where you know and you know quote-unquote worst case scenario for Oklahoma City the reset button is pressed after this you know what should be an exciting season in OKC but like with the reset people can also look forward to maybe a little bit of excitement and relevance around a team that way as well yeah for sure uh, the Lakers and the Thunder are now linked, Nikki K, because oh, of a guy man. named Paul George who said, his agent came out and said, you know what? Don't trade for him. Just don't do he's, it. He's going to LA. He's going to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, what do you, what do you think it would take for him to stay in OKC? Because some people are just like, you know what? Go ahead and pencil, you know, Paul George's contract in for 2018-19 Lakers. Where, where do you stand on all that? It's it's so funny because I it it does seem like from the national perspective the everyone just kind of has him pegged going to L.A. But from being in Oklahoma City, hearing him talk about wanting to win and that being the most important deal, I think I agree with what's been said on your podcast before: a trip to the Western Conference Finals, a competitive run with Golden State. I think that that's a very compelling argument for Paul George to stay in Oklahoma City with it, it should him and Russell Westbrook be, you know, cohesive together. So um, I don't think it's a done deal. And I, you know, my dad's like the biggest diehard Lakers Lakers guy. And I was like, dad, I, I just hope, I just hope this franchise isn't counting their eggs before they hatch because um, if that's, I, I can't even, hopefully that's the saying. Um, eggs yeah. before they hatch. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep going. You're good. Okay, I, was like, I was like, chickens before they hatch? Oh, I don't know where I'm going. But um, but yeah, because I I don't think it's as certain as as people might peg it, especially on the West Coast. I mean, they, I, I, I do think a lot of Lakers fans are like, oh yeah, Paul George in Oklahoma City. And then, and then maybe LeBron. Like LeBron's their their question mark, but I think there should be question marks over everyone at this point. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a very interesting time to be a Lakers fan because they've got you know we're 
Also, I need to know where you stand on Lonzo Ball because I think that oh. like, the hype around Ball is just a little out of control. I think he Andrew? had a good summer league. He's really fun. I think he's a great passer. I think that people are going to figure out how to guard him pretty quick, especially with his the way he shoots. Uh, but I think he's going to be good. But I think that he, he's a little inflated at this point. Um, Andrew, well, first and <laughs> foremost, you have to understand you're talking to a UCLA alum. All right. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I forgot about that aspect. <laughs> yeah. I am all aboard the ball train. But that being said, I do agree with you. Like the hype around Summer League. I mean, well, you forget he was Summer League MVP, right? Like he is, he is the man. No, I'm just kidding. But like, yeah, yeah, he's gonna have to, uh, gonna have to learn how to adjust to the NBA. Um, unfortunately, it won't be a, a Las Vegas situation throughout the season. But um, I'm, I think him and. Even like I think Lavar's taking it a little bit too far recently. It's kind of like, all right, enough yeah. is enough. But they the the franchise needed that kind of spike in terms of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Lonzo on the court, we'll see what happens. Um, I love watching his passes. I love the pace and space style play they want to play. Um, we'll see how that actually translates during the season. Uh, but no, I, I think it's going to be fun. And um, I think, I mean, LeVar said they're going to the playoffs, so they're going to go to the playoffs, right? Of like, course. That's the <laughs> LeVar just the wills topic. things to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, personally, as the fan, and uh, and I know as me, I'm not supposed to be a fan, but I am. And like, I, I want to see them do well. And do you... Here, here's a question: Are Lakers ever considered a league pass team, or is it because they're the Lakers, like they will get more atta- uh, attraction on national television, regardless of how many wins they have? This this team has a chance to be a league pass team. Like they're gonna, like okay. they will be super fun. I, I think that uh, Julius Randle is probably a little bit underrated at this point. Like I think that he could actually be pretty yeah. good. We'll have to see about Brandon Ingram. He had a great one game of summer league that people were like, oh, like, this is a superstar in the making. It's like, all right, man, like this is one summer league game does not make anybody a superstar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's like, he's, I think he's going to be good. I love Larry Nance. Larry Nance is so fun. Uh, yeah. I like Josh Hart. Like I really liked their draft. Like I think Lonzo Ball is going to be good. Josh Hart's good. Um, Thomas Bryant is like at least interesting. They've got uh, Oklahoma City Blue player Alex Caruso on their team now. Woo! Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Alex Caruso just needs to go ahead and shave his head, right? Yes. You. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was watching. I was watching Summer League, and I was like, "Can we just help him? Like, <sighs> just, just commit, man. Just go. On, like." Man. <laughs> um, no, that's funny. I was actually, I, I, uh, I'm in L or in LA and SoCal right now. And I was getting on the elevator at LAX and I look like to my left at the person standing next to me and I just see a luggage tag and it's Josh Hart. Oh. And so I just started talking to him and you know, he's like, we're talking about where he's living in LA and I just can't even imagine as a, you know, 22 year old moving out to, to Los Angeles for the first time and kind of, you know, being, being thrown all in. And so, uh, 
he's, but I do think he's incredibly underrated. Um, and I you know, liked what he did at Villanova yeah. and uh, he brings a pretty well-rounded game. So I think he's going to be viewed as a, a steal, hopefully in the years to come coming in at like the 30th pick. Yeah. No, I'm a fan. Uh, yeah. So the, the Lakers are going to have to clear cap space to get two max guys. Cause I don't think that you just add Paul George to this team and they're like immediately something. No. Like I, I don't, I don't know. How, like they'll be better than Indiana in like a couple of years. But like that first yeah. year, like he'll be going from a team that's like top three, top four in the West down to a team that's like, you know, trying to make the eighth seed. And yeah. I don't, I don't think that that makes sense for Paul George, especially he talks about winning. Like yep. it'll just, I mean, and players say stuff and they take it back later and whatever, but it just doesn't, it wouldn't make that much sense. So they're going to have to trade Luol Dang, possibly Jordan Clarkson as well. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to do like a D'Angelo Russell type deal where you're trading like yeah. great young talent in order to get rid of this contract. So what young player would you be comfortable trading with Luol Dang? Would like Julius Randle with Luol Dang? Uh, Brandon Ingram with Luol Deng because it's going to probably have to be one of Randall, Ingram, and I, I don't think they'll trade Lonzo Ball. It'll probably yeah, be one of Ingram or Randall, I, I would guess. Exactly. And like, I, you know, Ingram had a really rough rookie, rookie go. So like, yeah. he, I mean, he did look good at Summer League, but then again, it's Summer League. So um, I mean, you'd have to see what he's, if he's actually kind of taken it to the next level this upcoming season and if he isn't translating as well as everyone uh hyped him up to be uh prior to his draft last season like then you know maybe he's on on the block and randall apparently has undergone this incredible body transformation so he's he's i guess committed all in but like at this point neither of them are uh are indispensable right mm-hmm. so I, I i agree with you i'm kind of um i would guess randall before ingram but yeah then again who knows yeah i think that that makes sense but yeah. i also really think that randall's game fits well with what the lakers want to do ultimately because he's a good passer and yeah. he can be like Draymond Green-esque, like maybe like 60% of Draymond Green because um, I don't think that he's got it on the defensive end. But offensively, like he's a great ball mover. He can create his own shot and create for others. I I like him. And if and I don't know what what team is it going to be that's going to help the Lakers get two max slots. <laughs> it'll just be, it'll be really interesting to see like who's going to help them try to get LeBron yeah. and Paul George. Like, what? Who's going to do that? Orlando? Like, who's it going to be? Exactly. Yeah. You you never know. Like, you always wonder just how much of a, of a like, personal... I, I'm trying to commute, like, I guess what GM is going to be suckered into, like, like you said, helping the Lakers yeah. become the Lakers again. And you, you think that no one in their right mind would be so willing, but then, again, we've seen Presti work some sorcery. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on behind other front offices, but it it never ceases to astound me when when you're like, wait, what? That, that, they, they let that happen? Um, but, yeah, and I think if Ingram doesn't become the lights-out scorer that – that he could be or was 
uh, hoped to be, then he could also be very, very much so on the trading block. Yeah, because you have to pay Luol Deng in 2019-2020 million dollars to play basketball. It's oh not good. my god. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, what were you doing, man? <laughs> uh, okay, any other closing Lakers thoughts? I don't know how, um, how many Thunder fans want to hear about the Lakers, but I, I know, thought that you I could know. put your Lakers hat on for, for a minute. Okay. It's just yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun to be a look through the the gold and purple lenses for a little for a moment. But no, let's let's talk OKC. Let's uh okay. We're gonna move on to some questions. So oh, yes. this has become a little contentious online. Some people have been really mad about our donuts versus brownies take. Uh, where do you lie on donuts versus brownies? Oh, I'm donuts, like yeah. 110%. <laughs> I can't even get like, into the mind of somebody who would choose brownies over donuts. I can't even do it. Who? How? Why? Yeah, <laughs> no. It's like, and donuts, like you can do at all times of the day, right? Yes. And brownies, you can't You can't have a, wake up and have a brownie. That's a great point. My wife had the same point last night. She said, <laughs> it's got to be donuts. Because it was that exact point. I'm not having a brownie for breakfast. I'm just not doing it. And if you, yeah, okay, wait. If you could only have one brownie for the, or one donut for the rest of your life, what would it be? Like one type of donut? Uh, maple lo- maple Long John, no question. Oh, I'm 100 percent on the maple uh, so maple train as well. It's it's a staple. It's it's my favorite. It's my go-to. Uh, I do want to someday figure out how did donuts become a breakfast item and not a dessert? What was that process like? I have no idea. Um, yeah, the evolu- or yeah, the the exclusivity of donuts to the breakfast menu will be a mystery that uh, we we should delve further into. Maybe I'll do my my own donut pot where I just figure out the history of donuts. <laughs> And then why people like things more than donuts because donuts are so good. I'm, I will listen. You have a listener in me for that one. <laughs> we've, got one we've got one listener. Um, from at Chad, I must 33. He wants to know if you've tried brownie brittle. I have not. Oh, I think it's like, uh, I think I might, might have actually tried it. It's almost like the, you know how some brownies, the, the top, the brownies are like, harder yeah uh, yeah i think that's like what the concept of brownie or it's like the the part that's closest to the pan where it's like kind of crisp and uh not not so like soft and yeah. like some people might hate to hear moist as the rest <laughs> of the brownie but um yeah i have tried it it's it's, it's good it's fine like it's you know like a, a piece of brownie brittle <laughs> it's it's no maple donut i'll say that yeah, it, yeah it's no maple long john <laughs> um at train hard 222 mm-hmm. would you rather a kyle singler with alex sabrina's sideburns or a kyle singler with a stephen adams mustache and hair okay so i've had some time to visualize this because i did get to see it on twitter last night and i i did like have you visualized both andrew Oh, yes. Okay. I'm all about the singular with Adam's hair and mustache. Yes. How about I am yourself? Too. I am too, because yeah. it would 
show that like he has fallen off the deep end somehow. Like something <laughs> has gone terribly wrong in the life of Kyle Singler, and he might be willing to share that with the public. And I just, yes. I don't know. I just really. I want I just want it to happen more than the sideburns because the sideburns would just be like man now he's doing something weird again and we're not really going to hear about it and it's just like man come on like yeah. but the yeah. but the long hair the big mustache is like oh man like what what has right. happened man floating's not working anymore he is letting go and I like I could just imagine that like kind of dirty blonde mustache just, yeah, oh gosh but yeah so it would be um it would be something very indicative of what you said of maybe a quarter life crisis yeah no I'd love to see that sorry Kyle but I just that's what I would rather see yes for the people yes uh, let's see from Mr. Casper seven. If both Russ and Paul George leave next season for nothing, then what? Um, well, we, and, and we kind of talked about like, what, as, as someone who's followed this team, how would you feel about a reset at this point? Like, cause this would be a little bit unique compared to what you've experienced as a Thunder fan over the past, um, almost decade. Right. Yeah. I, obviously would not prefer it uh but i think that i would prefer it over them just you know getting like the seventh to ninth seed for the next five years or something like that yeah yeah that's it and especially like in this day and age where it's you know kind of warriors 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 Mm -hmm. like um to have a team rebuilding or resetting and rebuilding in that time like it's not, you know, if you're not going to win at all, then maybe make sure you're relevant when maybe something happens in the near future or in, in a couple of years down the line. Yeah. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And Sam Presti has shown that he can be super creative with a lot of cap space and flexibility. And I think that's really where Presti has shined. And he's done really well with trades lately, but he's been kind of hit or miss with trades. And so I think that giving him the flexibility to remake a roster, to go into like a new era where basically all you have is Abrinas and Steven Adams and Terrence Ferguson, like that's really about it. Like just giving him the room to be creative and to figure out uh, what to do moving forward, I think would be, it would be really interesting, but I would much rather keep both of them and have a really fun team. You know, even if they're not going to win a title in the next five years, I think that they, uh, I think if they can keep this team together, I think that they can come pretty close. Okay. Here's, here's a very like hypothetical question. I'm not saying this based on anything, but it's all, it's also something I always think when I'm listening to your guys' pod and, and you're talking about, you know, having Presti at the helm. What if Presti isn't at the helm? Not because he's fired, not because he's really let go, but like, what if he decides, you know, I'm, I don't want to guide or I don't want to continue through this rebuild. What, what, how would you feel at that point? And who would you want in charge in as a potential replacement? Oh man, I think that would be, be devastating to the franchise. The, yeah, the reality of no Presti would, yeah. be, would be scary. And I think you got to go get Sam Hinkie. He's uh, he's from Oklahoma, which so I right. I think that okay. he would like to do that. And he's shown that he can do a rebuild. And I think that he made some mistakes along the way. 
with the Sixers, and I think mm-hmm. that he's learned, but he's also just super creative when it comes to cap stuff and when it comes to picks yeah. and stockpiling assets. And he's put the Sixers in a great position. Like, this is not the work of Brian Colangelo right now. This is still the work of, of Sam Hinkie for the most part. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think that he, somebody like that, somebody who is going to be creative and not just, like, go sign, like, whatever veteran or whatever to, you know, basically not do what the Sacramento Kings have been doing for a decade. Like, we just need somebody who is going to value picks and value young players and try to build that way because that's the way that you build a championship contender in Oklahoma City. You can't build a championship contender in Oklahoma City by signing veterans and by doing, you know, the things that a lot of other teams have been trying. Basically, every team in the Eastern Conference outside of, you know, Boston, you can't you can't do what they've been doing. You've yeah. got you've yeah. got to start from scratch. You've got to try to get a superstar through the draft. And I think that Presti and Hinky would probably do that's what they would do. And you know what? Like that would be the actual literal like like you've always uh been an advocate that Presti Presti before Hinky Hinkied, right? Like yeah. yeah. And that would actually be like, hey, <laughs> Sam Pre- Sam Presti started this, Hinky's gonna try and continue it. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I think that's a very legitimate case and I mean, I'm not saying that Presti's out, but, you know, you have to wonder if this, I mean, maybe this was like him doing a, a grandstand on his own before it, to see if, if, you know, like what sticks. And yeah. I, I, yeah, he's, he's put in a lot, so. Yeah, there's no question that there, there's a lot on the mm-hmm. line this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to be really intriguing and really fun. Um, yeah. Let's do one more question from at Sean okay. Spencer AU. After hearing the DTD name dropping in court story, it got me thinking, what is the best thing that you have got by name dropping DTD or not? Well, let's start let's start with you. Have you had any good name dropping scenarios? Okay, can can you recount the name dropping story for me? Was this yes. on a re- was this on Fridays cuz I didn't get through all of it? Yeah, so at the end Luke okay. talked about how he got some kind of ticket and went to court and talked to the lawyer that was in the back. And he was, the reason that he had got the ticket was because he like ran a stop sign or made an illegal left turn or something after we had done one of our shows in early in the morning. And so he was talking to him about, oh, I did this podcast, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, what podcast is it? And he said, well, it's down to dunk. And he was like, what? He's like, I listened to that show. And I guess he got a really good deal after he. What? That is so cool. Yeah. I Um, love that. So it's awesome. And Luke had never told us the story until Friday morning. We're like, why didn't you tell us that? Like, that's really awesome. Yeah. You're like, that's something that should be texted to the group text immediately after it happens. Yes. Wait, you guys are you guys are heavy hitters now. Oh my! Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, oh shoot! Okay, name dropping. Um, I, I uh, hold on. Here, tell me one of yours, and I, I don't know if I can uh, call, come up with one on the spot. I I did not I did not appropriately understand this question before for my pod prep. So I apologize, but I've got to believe you've got a good one. So I think the craziest thing that has happened as a result of me doing a Thunder podcast is that 
the guitar yeah. player for Good Charlotte, Billy Martin, is a Thunder fan, uh-huh. and he listens to our pod. And he gave me and my wife tickets to come see Good Charlotte in Oklahoma City last year. Wait, that is that is also really cool. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, I've actually been recognized at a grocery checkout for being on Down to Down. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> some of it was like, some of, it wasn't like, hey, are you are you on uh, Channel Four? It was, hey, are have you been on Down to Dunk? And I'm like, yes. I love that podcast. Yeah. I was, uh, out of all, you know, out of all the recognitions, I was like, that's, that's an association I want first and foremost. (laughs) Casual guest, casual guest appearances, uh, maybe every eight months on DTD. But no, that was, um, I I think you guys like have such a bigger imprint than you might even even know yourselves. But are you reckon or are you like ever recognized out in public for the for your podcast or no? Not not, yet. not like in like quote unquote public, but like yeah. at the when we were at the Jones deal, there were like a few people that came up to me like, "Are you Andrew?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Um, you're like, what's up? You want a picture? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like, at stuff like that, where it's like very thundery, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm not recognized, like, when I go to the grocery store or anything like that. Like, never, ever, ever. <laughs> not, not yet, Andy. Not yet. Um, what did you, and also, like, I, I know I've, you've, you've gotten to talk to a couple of other local uh, beat writers and, stuff but what did what was your impression as like a, a fan of the franchise and as someone who's kind of followed how the thunders didn't relevant like what what did you think of the paul george deal did you feel awkward did you like it did you what were your thoughts uh you're talking about the jones assembly thing yeah oh i thought it was great like, i just Me too. i just thought it was it's an incredible move the the place is just a really cool venue um, it's groovy, right? It's it is. It's one of the coolest places in Oklahoma City now. And the fact that they recognized that right off the bat, because they had just opened, mm-hmm. like they'd opened that week. Uh, the the yeah. fact that they recognized it, the fact that they rented the place out and had an open bar and had all that. I mean, it was just like, wow, like this is really cool. And I think that Paul George would probably be like, oh, this is in Oklahoma City? Like this is actually pretty yeah. great. Uh, I think it's a great move. I just think moving toward more stuff like that where you can actually like showcase some things because Oklahoma City, like on the surface and the experience that most players have is just not great. It's they basically they stay the night at the Skirvin and then they go play in the arena, which is super loud, which they're like, oh, that's cool that people cheer for them. Uh, but that's really about it. And there's not a lot of cool spots in Oklahoma City. But you if you know them, then I think you'd be like, oh, well, actually, like, this place is pretty cool. Like, if you go down to the plaza, you're like, oh, like, this is Oklahoma City. Like, this is actually a pretty great place. I think that stuff like that matters. And I'm glad that the Thunder recognized that because they're going to have to really show out for Paul George. And if he can feel like this is like a pretty, it's a decent city. It's a lot better than I thought it would be. This team is great. The organization really takes care of me. They're really, you know, they're doing things they've never done before just for me. And they win if they can go to the Western Conference Finals or if they can you know, take the Warriors to six in round two. I think that that matters. So I think that it's, a, it's really good recognition on the Thunder because 
they would have never done this in the past. I mean, if Kevin Durant re-signed and Russ re-signed and they just moved forward with that team, I don't think that they would have been put in a position to where they would have had to like be uncomfortable and to do things differently. But I think like this different is good uh, yeah. for, for yeah. the team, for the fans, for everybody. I think that it's a good change. And I don't know. I'm hoping that we'll see some changes like in-game where they'll actually do some fun things rather than doing the like same me- stuff they've been doing for eight years. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I know I said this uh, to Fred to like change the in-game music, maybe. I yes. mean, I, I love taking care of business. That's <laughs> great. But maybe, maybe like, you know, the soundtrack mixes up a little bit. Uh, maybe this, the storm chasers don't wear cargo shorts. Maybe oh, they, they keep, Maybe just no storm chasers at all. Maybe just cut them out. Let let people cheer whenever good things happen. That's what I think. I re- or maybe like have them keep actual like things that they can throw out in their cargo shorts. Like you know, like <laughs> you get a fidget spinner, you get a fidget spinner. Yeah. You, you know? <laughs> can you imagine? The, can you imagine the chaos that would ensue if they were like throwing fidget spinners? Out oh my into- goodness. Ew. <laughs> That would be insanity. I actually might like that a little bit. Maybe a yeah. little bit. Inside my heart, I might like it. Um, um, Nikki, no, any, I, anything yeah. else before we go? No, no. Thanks so much for um, taking the time to have me on again. And hopefully it wasn't uh, too too Lakers-oriented. But I think I think it's going to be such a fun season. I'm yes. so on board with, with what you say about that. And sorry, I can't... Co- provide a more controversial uh, opinion <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be great mm-hmm. we just add, mm-hmm. if, as a thunder fan like you just have to enjoy it because there's yep. so much noise about uh that basically paul george is gone blah 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 like, let's let this team play well before we yeah. just go ahead and sign the lakers deal let this thunder team play let's see how they do maybe they maybe they really hit it off uh from the beginning let's just let's wait and see just let's enjoy this let's have fun Let's, that exactly. should be the uh, the theme of this next season. Let's have fun because it's going to be so live, fun. Live in the moment and right. just enjoy. <laughs> yeah, every game is going to be a good one. Also, quick note: Can we just talk about how like how much of an embed reporter Lee Jenkins has become for Oklahoma City? Oh, like, man. He, <laughs> I really appreciate him, like his and his perspective and openness to Oklahoma City. But I mean, yeah. what, once he starts talking about LeBron coming to OKC, we'll we'll pause yeah. it. That's uh, that's a little bit too much, lovely. Yeah, yeah. We can recognize that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I like Lee, but but yeah, you're right. It's just it's it's over the top. We're not the the Thunder. The biggest free agent that they have ever gotten is Patrick Patterson, and so it's a pretty big jump from two Pat to uh, LeBron. You know, uh, but hey, it's it, yeah, and 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 also all circulate circling back to uh, to Pat, just another another piece to the excitement for the season. Yeah. So, I, yeah, on and off the court with him, he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, thanks for coming on the show today. We can follow you on Twitter at Nikki K K F O R. We can watch you locally on Channel Four. Uh, anything else, Nikki? No, you you plugged my Twitter handle better than I ever can. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Nikki. (laughs) All right. Thanks.